Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there. Happy, happy Monday, six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How in the hell are you? The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Holy crap, I was such a bad talk show host this weekend. I was just a bad talk show host. I didn't watch any of the South Carolina coverage, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see Trump speak. I didn't, you know, watch any of the follow-up coverage. Because going into South Carolina, we kind of knew what was going to happen. That's precisely what did happen. What was the spread, like 30, 60, 35, 60, something like that? It was Trump's going in, man. Nikki, denial ain't just a river in Egypt, babe. Okay, sweetheart. All right, People are pulling their money out. It's It's time to call it a day. Okay? Uh, I didn't watch any of it. I thought it was pointless. I think Nikki Haley's pointless. The Tim Scott stuff, though, was kind of freaking interesting, wasn't it? Tim Scott, I, I guess he was on stage with Trump again. Tim and, and, and the Trumpster are joined at the hip right now, although he's not on the latest short list of, of VP picks, which makes sense to me. I think he's got plans for Tim Scott beyond the vice president. I, th- I think he's got some other position that he's thinking um, but watching these liberal idiots, these pukes, just twist on the hook over the existence of a guy like Tim Scott and his relationship with Donald Trump, it, it's it's funny. Oh, he's a house slave. <laughs> you know, because Donald Trump's just such a freaking racist, you know, and Donald Trump just seeds with hatred for black people man so you get a black guy that's uh hooking up with uh with donald trump and he's hopping on the trump train that's bad for black people everywhere man it's bad for black people when tokens like tim scott you know kiss the left white ass cheek of the of the caucasian establishment and the extremist mega republicans oh how horrible for black people what a horrible story. Uh, yet another guy who had crummy uh, circumstances that he was born into, rose above it, you know, made something out of himself. Admirable behavior for anybody, no matter what their stinking skin color is. You'd think the black community and liberals in general, because they're such allies against racism, that, that a guy like Tim Scott... Yeah, you think they'd admire that guy like anybody else who's gone before him? Like one of my one of my personal heroes, man. One of the most exceptional human beings ever squeezed out of the earth. Condoleezza Rice. Oh, she was also a token and a house slave. Meanwhile, uh, I'll tell you who's really bad for black people. You want to know who's who who the black people of prominence are that are really bad for other black people? It's not the Tim Scotts of the world. No, no, it, it, it's the uh, high-level, high-profile uh, employees of major universities who happen to be black and are also uh, being found out to be absolute plagiarists. Harvard has another one, man. <laughs> this one's the funniest of the lot, man. I think this is number three or number four prominent uh, professors and and uh, employees of, of what used to be one of the most preeminent universities in the world. This chick is even funnier because Shirley Green, Shirley Green, 
is uh, she's the diversity, equity, and inclusion officer administrator uh, for Harvard. Black check. And uh, it has been discovered uh, by something called City Journal that at least 40 passages of her 2008 dissertation. Uh, she was copping somebody else's material, ripping somebody else off. Uh, Harvard University Chief Diversity Officer Sherry Ann Charleston was also accused of plagiarism in a new complaint. So the diversity and equity people at Harvard uh, who are black, uh, black women, uh, are following in Claudine Gay's uh, uh, wig. These are also plagiarists and box checkers. See, I think those people are bad for black people. <laughs> I, I think black people who 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 cheat uh like your your current vice president in my opinion and they have no how do you put it they have no expertise they have uh no real i guess understanding of the positions that they occupy in these major universities and in the corporate world across the board but harvard obviously at some point was feeling just a little too honky and we have to show everybody uh, how freaking diverse we are. Uh, so we need some black people. We need uh, we need a black check running the place. We need a black check for the uh, you know black more black professors uh, doing pan African studies. Then people will know how not honkified we are. And yet these people turn up and they're they're ripoff artists. And I man, there are two people two kinds of people i hold in very low regard okay okay and they tend to sometimes be the same person politicians and rip-off artists i can't stand people who rip off other people their ideas whatever especially in the scholastic world in the academic world all right uh so i i think people like this are bad for black people i think they're bad examples for young black people because what you're saying to young black people and this isn't something you hear from tim scott even though I know he's MAGA, so he probably hates himself because he's black. And all MAGA people hate black people. What are you saying to a young African-American person in this country? Hey, man, you should be able to cheat your way through life because of slavery. <laughs> you know, in the public school systems, they don't have to take tests anymore. Exams are just a little too hard. No homework. No letter grades. You know, because they've been so freaking oppressed. I'll tell you who's oppressing them now. You people are. <laughs> You're the oppressors at this point. It's just it's it's just precious to hear these people just screaming uh, and getting all buggy eyed about racism and Trump and Tim Scott. Blah. Can't believe Tim Scott, man. More one thing I, that gives me hope is I think more and more. Well, obviously a lot of black people are are moving over to Trump. In fact, Trump was talking about it. Uh, I guess in South Carolina, once again, he was saying a lot of black people are starting to pay attention to me, or are starting to support me because they see with all these multiple indictments how I'm being discriminated against. And if you're somebody who has been discriminated against, then uh, you're more likely to uh, see what's going on with Trump and say, "Hey, that ain't right." Then he's absolutely correct. And so Tim Scott said the same thing. They're all right. If some guy on Meet the Press was saying the same thing. You, know, you, you look at black people who have had to suffer any form of systemic oppression 
or a different set of rules in the justice system they make their way through. And they're looking at what's going on with Trump, and they're like, hey, they're doing the same thing to him. And good on them, you know. So I, I, I'm, I'm happy for Trump. South Carolina was he just had to show up. I know he gave a. I don't. I don't. I guess he gave a speech. I didn't watch it again. I didn't really pay much attention to South Carolina over the weekend. But this this anti Tim Scott stuff. You want to know who the racist in the room is? The racist in the room is the is the person calling Tim Scott a token. The racist, and that's you, Mister Honky Hippie Liberal progressive idiota you know that's you man i just said idiota didn't i wow i'm getting i'm going natural i'm I'm getting naturalized i'm just saying that the racist in the room is going to be the person uh and and the other the other aspect of this is just how vile these people treat black americans who dare vote conservative or who dare support conservative ideas they'll call them every disgusting slur in the book and not suffer a single ripple in the moral pond over that stuff. They're also blind to their their own stinking hypocrisy. I think Tim Scott's a very impressive guy, and that ain't got nothing to do with him being black. But Trump obviously has some ideas for that guy. And and I, I think that's good. What do you think? 210-599-5555. A uh, couple, couple of other things. Uh, we'll get a little serious here in a minute and, and talk about uh, this 22-year-old lady, young lady, still in college, uh, who lost her life in Georgia, just going for a jog. And uh, and who the responsible party is. Uh, we'll talk about that stuff in regards to illegal immigration. Also, uh, the uh, I, I watched Oppenheimer over the weekend, and I got to give a review of Oppenheimer on the air. I know I'm a little late to the game, but we are in the awards season. Something interesting happened over the weekend. The Screen Actors Guild Awards were held, but for the very first time, and I think this is where they belong. For the very first time, it wasn't broadcast on network TV. It was streamed on Netflix. And uh, my daughter's around. She's she's an actor, so we ended up watching it. (coughs) And Oppenheimer did very well. Downey Jr. got uh, Best Supporting. Uh, Killian uh, Murphy, I think is his name. He got got Best Actor. Oppenheimer, I think, got Best Picture. All deservedly so, as you'll hear from me in, in just a little bit. But also, when you stream an awards show, they also, they don't have any commercial breaks, so people aren't being rushed off from their speeches. They're actually, Idris Elba was the uh, host. There's very little politics, which I thought was good, except for when that chick got up and ran her trap about Barbie. Let me tell you something else. After seeing Oppenheimer, I have even more very specific thoughts about Barbie. You put that next to a film like Oppenheimer, and you realize just what a true piece of crap it is. Anyway, so we'll talk about this stuff. We'll talk about this young lady in Georgia when we return. 210-599-5555. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. I'll tell you what I watched on TV over the weekend next. It wasn't the Hallmark Channel. Well, we got to watch that show on Sunday nights that my wife follows. So we got to watch the, yeah, like, what's our Andy McDowell show we got to watch? But I watched some cool stuff over the weekend. I'll tell you about that. But first, we're talking about this 
just nightmarish uh, crime uh, uh, in, in Georgia where a 22-year-old nursing student was killed on a jog uh, in some woods next to her apartment by an illegal an illegal alien from uh, Venezuela who shouldn't have been here. Uh, Debbie, how are you? Debbie. Debbie. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Kenny. Kenny, how are you? Doing fine. Top of the morning to you, Sean. Top of the morning. Uh, yeah, hey, man, uh, what you were talking about when you went on break, uh, all these people that uh, have blood on their hands like, like uh, Trump did, you know, everybody talked to him about that. Right. People, I kind of wonder, like all these Christian uh, churches uh, that uh, support and uh, cotter to these people coming over here, don't they have blood on their hands too, sir? I think if you support these policies, I, I, I don't really actually like the whole blood on your hands thing uh, as uh, something to play on people, but I, I'm tossing it out there just to see how it feels for them. I think it's yeah. an extreme statement in any case, but my point is you, you can't say, you can't actively support this stuff. And and somehow you know tiptoe past what actually happens as a result. So well, that's true. You that's know, true. Uh, again, well, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I cut. Uh, I, what I look at is the shoe fits, wear it. Right. You know? Own it. Hey, if you like these policies, and right. uh, you know, why don't you own it and say, yeah, well, yeah, bad things happen, but the overall cause is good. You don't hear that crap. <laughs> In fact, no, you haven't no, heard no, about no. this story if you're watching MSNBC or CNN or ABC. You haven't even heard about this story out of Athens. Well, I don't like to listen to toilet bowl, uh, toilet boil, uh, toilet news, toilet so bowl news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I appreciate the call. I ain't no plunger big enough for that one. What's that? One? Oh, let's go to Debbie. Debbie, how are you? Hi, Sean. Hey, what are you thinking? Hey, Sean. Hey, I just wanted to let you know something that oh, I've been gone for the last seven days on a cruise. Okay, fortunately, I lost my husband four months ago. Mm, I'm so sorry. And all y'all know of him, but it took of all the paperwork that we did—passports, birth certificates, all this kind of stuff—to get on a darn ship. And I don't understand why people are coming over to the U.S with no papers, no nothing, and then taking the jobs away from hardworking people that have come over here years ago that had to go through all the work, all they did, and now they're coming over here with diseases, with cases of murder from people, from immigrants. I don't understand what's going on. And whoever votes for Biden is crazy. Well, look at it from this perspective, okay? It's all politics. The, the reason this is happening, the reason they rolled back all of these border policies the day he got into office is because of politics. It's about cheating elections. It's about flooding uh, Republican enclaves, conservative regions of the country, whether they're states or municipalities. It's about flooding them with people they think will vote Democrat. That's as cheap as it is. So Lake and Riley died at the age of 22 in a really horrible way yep. for politics for something as stupid and cheap as politics you know i appreciate the call it's just it it it, it it's it's beyond 
comprehension. It just doesn't make any freaking sense at all. Unless, of course, you, again, process it through the filter of why. Why is this happening? Why do they continue to support this open border? This piece of crap legislation they want that uh, with all this Ukrainian money, it, it doesn't do anything to secure the border. Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. They, they want them here. And as far as the Lake and Rileys of the world, well, you got to break some eggs to make a cake, don't you? Sorry. <laughs> you know. Now, your average stooge, your average Democrat voting moron, doesn't think this deeply about it until it affects their own life in some way. Okay? The real disgusting human beings in this whole equation are the folks that know exactly what's happening as a result of this border uh, being open, who know exactly the, uh, you know, the amount of or the, the, the crisis of fentanyl deaths and fentanyl poisoning, who know everything there is to know about human trafficking and the cartels and the violence. They just don't care. Okay? It, it, it's collateral damage to the overall plan. And the true believers, the zealots who are the architects of this whole thing, they genuinely don't care about people like Lake and Riley or her family. They, they obviously do not. Because, again, the, the only reason you're even hearing anything resembling tough talk from the Democrats right now is because they got an election to cheat. And people are living the open border. So they can't, what, what they've done till this point, right, up until this point, is pretend it's not going on, right? How many times over the past few years have you heard that? Oh, this, this isn't really a crisis. It's just a bunch of mega, mega extremists. Trump cultists, they're just making that stuff up. Well, it's gotten so bad, and it's affecting their own freaking constituents, that now they have to at least acknowledge it's going on. But what's the what's the mythology now that they're pushing? Oh, oh, but this is Donald Trump's fault. Somehow Donald Trump did this to you. It's sick, man. Lake and Riley, 22 years of age. And you know what? A lot of folks are talking about her being a nursing student, and yes... Sad that she was at the beginning of her life uh, and her career as a nurse. But it's it's no more or less a crime if she'd worked in a local waffle house, you know, or if she was homeless. She was a 22-year-old woman just starting her life. And some piece of crap monster from Venezuela, some some moronic thug from Venezuela who just traipsed on in here, got all the free crap you get when you get here, I imagine. You know, uh, did what he did because he felt like it. He felt like killing another human being. And yeah, he's probably going to go to jail for the rest of his life. But how many other folks are suffering crimes, you know, against themselves or against their families or their loved ones? And those people just disappear into the interior. They just go away. They're not tracking them. Uh, last night, it was before I went to bed, uh, it was about 9.30, and my wife wanted to roll down to the, we have one of those neighborhood Walmarts, just down the street, it's, you know, a smaller Walmart for the neighborhoods where you can go and get your basic stuff, and she had some things she wanted to pick up, it's 9.30, and she was she was going to go by herself, and I had a bit of a reaction. It's <laughs> like, mm, you know, no, I don't think you should be going by yourself. Isn't that sad in America? In the year 2024, 
that because of politics, that's a consideration we have to uh, we have to uh, think about. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. The twenty twenty four race for the White House. Chalka chalka chip. News Talk five fifty KTSa and FM one zero seven one. And we're back, 9.52 on the Sean Show. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. So Oppenheimer at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, Saturday night, got best best uh, film. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. got best supporting. Killian Murphy got best actor. Um, I watched it yesterday. Um. Going into this, let me just put my disclaimer out here. I, I was not a big Christopher Nolan fan going into this, so I didn't have any rose-colored glasses on about that. I, I thought the Batman movie was cool, but that was because of Heath Ledger. <laughs> I, I thought Inception was insipid. <laughs> not a fan of his, not normally a fan of his work. Uh, it was, It first off, it deserves all the attention it's getting. Um, it deserves every award it's won thus far. Um, Honestly, Oppenheimer was one of the most damn near perfect films I've ever seen. There was not a bad note in that movie. It told the, an incredible story. The history uh, was fairly sound. The historical content was fairly sound. It was based on American Prometheus uh, by a couple of guys uh, who took about 25 years, a quarter century, to actually write the story of the Manhattan Project uh of the trinity experiment uh you know and oppenheimer's uh shifting opinions about what he was doing uh it was an amazing film uh and i'm a tough room the the in fact the last i'd say two minutes of that movie if the last 60 seconds of that movie doesn't send a chill down your spine there's something wrong with you uh, the acting was superb. I mean, it was, James, it was actually really refreshing to see Robert Downey Jr. playing somebody other than Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. I bet he was happy to do it, too. I bet he was, because he's been for a long time now, just kind of been playing variations of himself. This was a, he, th- I was reminded why he's an Oscar winner. I mean, I, it, he was so good, I forgot he was Robert Downey Jr., and that's tough to do. Uh, Killian Murphy was brilliant. All the act, every role in this movie, whether it was a thirty-second role or a walk-on, was inhabited by a brilliant actor. I mean, he really had a cast for this thing. I can't wait to see it. it it's uh, it was really good. It's three. It's a perfect three hours. But it, it's interesting how the pacing was kind of unrelenting. It really didn't slow down. Uh, only very rarely at different points was there a slow moment in the movie. It was almost filmed in vignettes. Uh, powerful, exceptional. It was it, it, To me, it was more like a visual poem. So my friend's late father-in-law was one of the scientists on the Manhattan really? Project. Really? Wow. Yes. And after they completed the deal... Uh, I believe they never got together, any of the scientists. They never... Um, in the movie, they did later on, much okay. later on in life. I don't know if that... I, I don't... I got to read the book and do some study. I don't know exactly. But, but later, later, like when they're older? Yeah, older. they were much older in the film. Yeah. yeah. No, this was right afterwards. Right. He said they didn't get together. They yeah. didn't talk about it. The old man never brought it up. Right. Uh, so I can imagine what that last 60 seconds of the movie... 
Well, don't give it away. I'm not, no, I'm no. not going to say anything about the end of the movie, but it it was also one of the finest endings to a movie, you know, that I've ever seen. I mean, they it it really they it, it, they took it. I'm not going to say anything because I, I don't want to screw it up. But so, it, it was a great movie. Question: Yes, um, do you think they were designed to go to Netflix, or do you think the lack of ratings for other award shows? took the networks to sort of say, why don't you go stream it? I think that latter is probably the answer. Uh, but you thought the award show was better. I, I did. And, and I, 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 it, there was very, they, they've obviously gotten the message that the politics is not working for them. Uh, this is also the Screen Actors Guild, which you know a lot about. I mean, these are actors voting for other actors' performances and people, you know, mm-hmm. in the industry. Uh, I like that they had the the folks who won had the time to speak their minds, you know, and not get rushed off stage. That was kind of cool. Uh, I mean, it's just another award show, but I, I think streaming is where they belong, you know, because broadcast wise, they're tanking, man. Nobody's watching anymore. I don't know what the numbers were on this thing, but I I don't know. I just thought it was a better f- place for these for these shows to be. Uh, on Netflix. I, I thought that was an interesting, because it's the first time it's ever been done. Yeah, I saw that it was going to be on Netflix, and I was like, oh, okay, all right. Idris Elba dropped the F-bomb in his opening monologue. <laughs> you know, it was hilarious. And there's no big deal. It's, it, you, you can cuss. It's Netflix, you know. I, I just thought that was a wise programming decision to take it to the stream. The, look, a lot of the stuff they're talking about is streaming content. Mm-hmm. A lot of the movies go directly to streaming now. So why not do it there? Yeah, good point. So we'll see. But I uh, po- overall point is I was really blown away by Oppenheimer. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, and also, I'm a quantum physics nerd. So <laughs> if you're one of those people, you know you'll you'll really enjoy uh, that angle of it. And it's dense stuff. I mean, it's not it's not an easy movie to follow. I mean, you you know it ain't it ain't freaking Barbie, okay? It sure as hell ain't Barbie. I can't imagine people who did the Barbenheimer thing. I can't imagine sitting through Oppenheimer than wanting to go see a piece of crap like Barbie. You know what I mean? What a letdown. Anyway, but that's just me. We'll take a break. Match on. We'll be right back. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Six minutes after 10. How the hell are you? How in the hell are you? I guess I got that right. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Well, good on West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia Republicans uh, are uh, proposing some legislation. That uh, would make it a felony, a felony to distribute uh, or display to a minor any obscene material. If you're a teacher, faculty at a school. Uh, Here's the actual lingo of the uh, of the bill. Any adult with knowledge of the character of the matter who knowingly of the material. No typos everywhere. Any adult with knowledge of the character of the material who knowingly and intentionally distributes, offers to distribute, or displays to a minor, any obscene uh, material is guilty of a felony, and upon conviction thereof shall be fined not more than $25,000, or confined in a state correctional facility for not more than five years or both. Um, 
as it stands now, and I, I'm I'm not a legal expert, so I don't know if this is statewide or if or, or if this is you know how this works. But if you're a an employee of a school of a public school, you have an exemption. In other words, you can show stuff to kids in the context of their school life that you could not show them outside the school. Uh, and what this proposal would do is is get rid of that exemption. So, which I think is a good thing. I, I want to see more of this. I can't believe, really, and we've been at this whole trying to sexualize the kids thing for a few years now. I mean, at the at the level we're at with, with what's going on right now, where it's really, you know, very explicit sex stuff in the libraries, you know, drag queen shows, taking the kids on field trips to drag shows. Uh, and that's not even to, you know, bring into this discussion all the gender crap and the abuse that we're forcing on kids and piling up on kids in regards to that stuff and well you know meanwhile uh cutting mom and dad out of the picture i can't believe that freaking grown-ass adults have to debate this stuff i can't freaking believe we actually need a freaking law to deal with this we already have laws they had to be punished under the same laws if i can't walk down the street with a book from your school library or a book you're actively teaching to kids. If I can't walk down the street and show it to somebody under the age of 18 without being arrested, it shouldn't be there. I mean, my God, we have to talk about this? It's bizarre to me that we need additional laws on the books to prevent this stuff from happening. We were talking on, talking on Where and Rhyme about this stuff. And, you know, I get the whole groomer thing. Certainly there are pedophiles uh, who gravitate towards certain careers or situations for the purpose of being around young kids, right? I, I was a Sunday school teacher in, in Colorado for a number of years, and I had to go through the Protecting God's Children training. It's a training you go through. It's like a day-long seminar thing. Where, where you learn how to look for stuff, right? How to look for signs of abuse, how to look for signs that somebody is a groomer. And so are there pedophiles out there that want to groom your kids and they want to do it via the uh, public education system or maybe your local church? Sure. Absolutely there are. But that doesn't explain the the legions of other people within the public education system who are not that, who are not pedophiles, and yet who support this. That, to me, is even worse. I mean, it's not worse than a pedophile going, you know, real world, but these are people who are not that. These are people who should know better. These are people who should be ultimately concerned with the mental health of the of the kids they're charged with educating. And yet they're the ones who uh, are, are fine with this, with these, with this curricula, with with this kind of stuff in the schools. That to me is even more bizarre. I think anybody who gives access to children, let alone push it in their faces, but just providing access to this stuff—if you can't do it outside the school, you sure as hell shouldn't be able to do it inside the school. Same law, same punishment. That's the way it should be. This is absurd, man. I mean, if this is the way, if this is the direction we want our our public schools going, 
right? And, and we want kids to be normative, if you will, when it comes to being gay or sex or gay sex or drag queen stuff or gender fluid bullcrap, whatever. Well, then why do we arrest people when they have affairs with kids? Why should we bother? If the gym teacher or the biology teacher wants to hook up with a student, why, why do we call that a crime? Why do we arrest them? I mean, if you want to stay in line with the other crap you're pushing on the kids, then you should celebrate such relationships, not arrest them. You know, they're just letting the kids express their true selves. Why are we putting those people in jail? Why do those people get fired? But yet you could be a teacher or an administrator or a librarian and provide them with it. Look, I'm no prude. You know that. <laughs> I got a filthy mouth and a filthier mind. And I read some of this stuff that they're pushing on the kids. And I'm just like, oh, my God, are you serious? This is what you're making available to kids. It's sick, man. And good on West Virginia for you know doing something about it. I, I think a few other states have looked at similar bills. I think Florida actually did it, if I remember correctly. But doesn't it just, isn't it bizarre to you that we have to put additional laws on the books to keep grown-ass adults from shoving porn into kids' faces, let alone the gender stuff? And I tell you what, that gender stuff is going on a lot more than you realize in our schools. Uh, it's, it's bizarre to me uh, that, that this is even a conversation we have to have, but apparently we do. No, they should. And the other thing I can't stand, uh, the other sort of satellite issue uh, with this stuff, with the pornography in the schools, is uh, the, the, the pushback that somehow, you know, conservatives are banning books. You know, I, I, I went into a, a, a bookstore, a bookstore in my neighborhood a little while ago, and they had a, a special section entitled Banned Books. Look how edgy we are. We're selling banned books. And the display was largely populated by many of the titles that are at issue in, in the schools. The ones that we talk about. The, what's the one? This book is gay. You know, that's one of the more infamous ones. There's a few others. Uh, and and see how progressive and enlightened we are. We sell banned books. Well, by virtue of the fact that you're selling a banned book means it's not really banned, you silly hippie. These books aren't banned. All anybody is saying is they shouldn't be available to kids in the public school system. You want to buy the books as a grown-ass adult, they're on Amazon, you can buy them. They didn't go away. They haven't been uh, erased, you know, or they're still out there. You you have access to them. All anybody with a brain and a, and a soul is saying is, don't push this on the kids. And yet they do. So you, you, you have two things at play here. You have actual groomers and actual pedophiles that are just riding this train wherever it takes them, man. And if it takes them into the public schools, rock on. But what of the people who aren't that and yet who support this? The, the, those are the people that disturb me. A pedophile is just going to do what a pedophile does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unfortunately. That's why i got to find him and lock him up. But the legions of educators and administrators 
and child psychologists and folks within the public school system. And even, uh, the, I would assume, maybe the private school system, but certainly the public school system. The, the grown-ass adults that support this, what are they about? What, what are they doing? What I suspect is that the overall plot, if you will, is to just normalize that relationship with the state. You want younger and younger people growing up indoctrinated in this stuff so that you can freaking control them, which tells you something else about this thing that's going on with the kids. Okay, If you're you're trans or you're gay or you're non-binary or whatever the hell you call yourself, don't for a second think all this stuff really is about supporting your community because it's not. You're being used. You're being weaponized for political reasons. And the instant you become a liability, in other words, if we get to the end of this road and we're living in a fascist state, formerly known as the United States of America, and we're all eating out of the same dumpster, they're not going to give a crap that you're gay or trans or non-this or binary that. You become unpleasant or a liability, you'll, you'll go away just like anybody else will. You're being used for the moment because it serves them. That's precisely what's going on. And you're so stinking naive, you haven't the faintest idea. So, good on West Virginia, man. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I support this kind of thing. Yeah, make it a felony. You, you show porn to kids, whether it's in or outside of school, your ass is going to federal prison. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Coming up, more of the electrifying commentary and spot-on opinions you count on us for. This is the Sean Reimer Show. The 2024 race for the White House. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean Hyde. Every Monday, I hope your Monday's going fine. I hate Mondays. Uh, 22 minutes after 10. I'm a, I'm a little out of sorts today, James, because I forgot my mesh girdle. Uh, I don't have my binder on today, and I'm just hanging out all over the place. <laughs> Jesus. Just feel, I've gotten so used to wearing it now that I just feel weird when I don't have it on. Maybe you need to have a second one. <clears throat> a second one? at Would I plant at work someplace? Yeah, or or in the car and keep in it the in the car. Or here, just in case you forget. Right. Because I, without I mean, it's going, like sixteen bucks. Go get. They're not one. that expensive, no, right? No, and it just makes all the world and the all the you know the world of difference in the world. All the you know di- what I'm saying? It it all, makes the all the difference. In the, right, in the that's world. what I was okay. trying to say. It's Monday. See, I got too much blood going to my head, and so I can't form cogent thoughts because I'm used to having the girdle on the the binder, squeezing the blood from my brain. So I only get the proper <laughs> amount of oxygen, and I've just got way too much blood going through my head today. Well, get it together, man. I'll try to pull it together. I watched something else over the weekend that was really cool. But actually, I, my wife hasn't. I, I watched it with my kid, and uh, you know, we, we, people can't shut up about Taylor Swift this and Taylor Swift that. Now, over the weekend, somebody was saying that watch if you're a Taylor Swift fan, you're a racist. There was another news story that her new fan T-shirt people don't like. They're, they're, they don't like the new latest Taylor Swift T-shirt. They're not digging the, the design or whatever the hell. And I'm a little Taylor Swifted out, as are many of you. But I watched, this is, only came out a couple of days ago or a month ago, she did this. Alanis Morissette, Austin City Limits, 
<laughs> it was great, man. <laughs> Alanis is badass, man. She that chick's forty nine, man. She's pushing fifty. Not that fifty is old, James. No, it's no, not. it's not. She's in my age range. She is in your age range, and she was phenomenal. She's just a lot of. She does all that freaky crap, you know, with her hands, and she, you know, and she just sings with her mouth, you know. (laughs) She sings almost like an anaconda. (laughs) Well, what I mean is. Alanis opens her mouth wide when she sings, is what I'm yeah, saying. She's got a big mouth, yeah. I, she has a huge mouth. It's like an anaconda when they unhitch, they uh, you know, they, they, their jaw separates so they can swallow a cheese goat or something. When they unhinge them? When they unhinge their jaw. I almost felt like a couple of times Alanis had to unhinge her jaw to hit the notes. But she was phenomenal. She looked fantastic. I fell in love with her all over again. I've had a crush on her for years, man. And who was her first drummer? Oh yeah, uh, Taylor Taylor Hawkins. T- Taylor Hawkins. I saw Alanis Morissette with Liz Fair, and it was r- I think it was right at right before he started drumming for her. So I just missed seeing Taylor Hawkins with Alanis Morissette. He took a huge pay cut to leave her to go join Dave Grohl. I imagine he did, mm-hmm. but she just was phenomenal. So don't give me this Taylor Swift crap. How many people? Go check out some Alanis. How many people in the band were on stage? Was there a good amount of people? I, you know, it looked like the same bunch of dudes. Oh, I mean, okay. they had, she had her old guitar player, the guy who also helped write most of the songs. I think he's a producer, too. The guy does lead guitar. Mm-hmm. Same guy. Uh, a couple of the other. The, they're an older band, so I think it's the same band, except for obviously him. Very cool. Uh, but they were badass, and she was badass. Really enjoyed that. So check, if you get a chance to watch it, it's, it's airing uh, Alanis Morissette. Uh, Austin City Limits. Here's Trucker Mike. How you doing, man? Yeah, how you doing today, Sean? Hey. I, um, yeah, yeah, I got some uh, bad news, man. I don't really like to talk about this kind of stuff, uh, but I'm over here in the uh, Georgia area right now, Atlanta, Georgia area. Mm. And I, I, don't, I don't know if you heard the news or not, man, but um, one of Joe Biden's, one of Joe Biden's migrants uh, did yeah, some bad business over We've been talking about it all college. morning. Yeah, it's it's yeah. pretty horrific. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to listen to the morning show, but yeah, listen, man. This this is on the Sean. This is about the fourth fourth girl uh, over in Houston where I live that I know that they killed two girls, two Venezuelan. Uh, I mean, uh, guys have killed two young girls over in uh, the Houston, Texas area, mm. and then this college girl over in Georgia was mining, running, jogging trail and. Got attacked by one of these uh, migrants. All this, Sean, all this is unnecessary. This, the, these four girls would be alive right now if the if Joe Biden would have done his job and closed the damn border. And not, and, you know, not talking about all the crime that's going on in New York City with these people. Uh, the, Joe Biden has blood on his hands, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this is really sickening that a young 22 year old girl is now dead uh, due to Joe Biden's stupidity, and it's it's all over the news over here in Georgia, and it's. It's really, it's really a damn shame. And I it's think sick. My no, I, I thank you, Trucker Mike, and uh, we look forward to getting you back here uh, into Texas. It, it's, uh, it's, it's beyond comprehension. Uh, again, as a father of a 22-year-old myself, 22-year-old girl, woman, 22-year-old woman, got to say that, uh, it really shocks you to your core. So I, I can't imagine what the family is going through. Uh, yeah, Joe Biden and the rest of them do have blood on their hands. Live with it. 210-599-5555. Yeah. Yeah, okay. 
I'm chair dancing. New stock 550 KTSA. Who's this? I like this. It's cool. It's groovy. It's hip. It's now. It's fresh. It's young. I have no clue. Cool. I don't either. Sounds good. New stock. <laughs> it's called levitating or something. Yeah, baby. I'm Sean, man. Turn it up, Jan. I'm Sean. No, it's gone. Sorry. Got wait, waited way too long to get into my, you know, funny dude voice. Let me do some research for you. All right. Here's TJ. TJ, how you doing? What's going on? It's Dua Lipa. It's what? It's Dua Lipa. That's your name? Toralita? No, 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 no. On the radio. Oh, the, 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 oh, the music we were playing. See? Uh, I'm up to date, and I'm 50-something. <laughs> I'm not hip at all anymore. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> How you doing? I have a, not much of that. It's Monday. Yes, it but, is. But um, I have a few issues on, on the whole illegal thing. What it is, I think, is we need to change some laws here. These people come here, and they get all the same laws that you and I do. So maybe we need to change the laws as to... You come in here and you're not entitled to our, our, the same rights that we have. You kill somebody, okay, this is your punishment, and no, you're not going to get any. You don't get the, you you know, don't get the normal appellate process that anybody else gets. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're not going to get to sit 30 years in jail uh, eating off my food uh, while you can, right. you know. You don't get that. And then also, I, I mean, all about. I agree with you. I, I Unfortunately, uh, there very obviously is a different legal system for these folks than there is for the rest of us. And there's a, it's a different life for them than it is for you and I. You and I can't just hop on a plane with no ID. You and I can't just traipse into any other country. We can't get our come into the, cross our own border without documentation. You know, I mean. No, go I'm ahead. sorry. No, go ahead. I want to here. They also forgot all about the anchor babies. How many of these women have been popping out kids since they showed up? So now they right. have these anchor babies. Well, that's the way that's, and, that's been going on for a long time. Yeah. Um. Uh, Jesus, I forget. I got a Joe Biden <laughs> moment here. Um, <laughs> Isn't that sad <laughs> that now that's something we say? This is the president of the United States. I had a Joe Biden moment. I have at I'm least three a day. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it's disgusting. They get all yeah. these rights. They, 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 now, why is the incentive for them to go get a job? They used to come into work. They used to be hard workers. But you're giving them everything. You're giving yeah, them why money. Bother, why bother get a, getting a job if you're getting a debit card with thousands of dollars on it, you know, that you can reapply for? Why bother? There's no, you know, They're coming here for the free crap, man. But, uh, and another thing that I'm really surprised, considering we have all these nuts out there um, shooting people in schools, shooting people at Walmart, shooting people in churches, I'm really surprised nobody has gone down to the border and, and taking care of business. Ooh, right. So, well, I it, maybe. <laughs> I appreciate the call. We might get to that point where folks start taking matters into their own hands. Don't I don't encourage that. But... Uh, James, you're on Newstalk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? No, no, Uncle Sean, what's up, bro? Hey, man, how you doing? Good day. You know, it, it's a sad story that, you know, about this, this young lady that happened to her. Me too. You know, you know, and then, you, I mean, you even got the other story where you had Cam Newton. I mean, I know you're not in the NFL where he was doing the fundraiser, 
uh, for the seven on seven football, and six or seven guys literally ran up on the stage and started fighting. Oh, I didn't. You know, I sort of heard about that. I don't, but I'm not a sports guy. So what happened? He got yeah, jumped. He, was, he got jumped. Yeah, he got, yes, he got jumped by six or seven, and he, by six or seven guys, and he stays down. I mean, he's a big dude. Uh, well, that, you know, and it just, that's something that's happening a lot now, where it's not just one person on one person. Right, you get into an argument with somebody, and you got nine guys jumping on you. Right, yeah. Well, like I said, Cam Newton's a big dude. He's you know six 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 right. seven, you know two fifty, you know, and uh, you know, and he got jumped. Mm. You know, it just when when the gruesome twosome opened up the border, you know, that's being Biden whole administration office. Mm. Uh, you know, these other countries opened up their jails. You know, well, these were rapists and murderers. This guy, and, out, this guy out of Georgia uh, was from Venezuela, and I know we were talking about it maybe a year or so ago, maybe two years ago, that Venezuela, we knew, were opening up. They were letting guys, hardened criminals, bad dudes, out of their prisons on the idea that you go to America. Um, and this is where this guy was from in Georgia. And, uh, you know, it, 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 the border issue, and I, I appreciate the call, James, the border issue, is no, is it hasn't ever been, but I think some people want to make it into, a purely ideological thing, right? Something you kick around at some freaking overpriced cafe in Greenwich Village with all your liberal puke friends. And, you know, you start talking about American values and xenophobia and all that. Now, this is real world. People are suffering this crap in their real lives. This family now has to deal with their 22-year-old daughter being, you know, having been murdered. they got to live with that for the rest of their lives because this guy just needed something to do. And I think a lot of these folks, these young men, they come here and they know nothing's going to happen to them. They know they can get away with a whole lot of crap and just disappear. And they're not being tracked. Nobody knows where they are. So I think it's open season. They get here, and it's like, I can do whatever the hell I want to do. You look at this guy, this piece of crap out of Athens. Uh, yeah, they got him, and I'm sure he's going to go to jail for the rest of his life. I freaking hope so. At least. But, you know, I, I don't think it's a, a, a an illogical or over-the-top argument to say that for some of these folks, you know what, spending the rest of their lives in an American prison probably is an upgrade from wherever the hell they're coming from. So they get here and they just do whatever the hell they want. This guy, this guy didn't think about it. This was an hour. She left on a jog that she does, we assume, uh, a few times a week. It's a regular thing for her. Guy had probably been watching. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe you just there waiting for somebody to show up. Goes out for a jog in the morning, and an hour later, they find her body in the woods. An hour later, in broad freaking daylight. Now, you have young people in your world, in your family. You got young daughters. You got a wife. You got sisters. I mean, stories like this really send a chill down your spine. I told you a little while ago, you know, my wife wanted to go to the neighborhood Walmart last night at like 930 at night. And I had an issue with that. It's right down the street, man. She's been going there for six years. It's sick. It's weird. It's got to stop, man. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The 2024 race for the White House. They think it's easy doing this stuff, right? News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. 
Yeah, man. New Sock 550 KTSA FM 1071. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins coming up at 11. At which, po- at which point my Monday will be over. I can't speak today, James. I've got Monday voice. I don't know what the problem is. I can't sure spit it out. Are you sure you're not going on vacation? No, I'm here for good now for a while. I think it's just the Mondays. I think that's all it is. You'll get over um, it, champ. I'll get over it. Um, I, you know, watching Oppenheimer again. Big thumbs up. Not even, not even a big Chris Nolan fan, but I love the movie. I thought it was a, an exceptional movie. I'd put that right up there with Gandhi and Lawrence of Arabia as just one of the great historical dramas and, and very artsy fartsy, very you know artsy in the way he uh, a, a lot of visual stuff, a lot of visual poetry in that movie. It's just a gorgeous movie. And again, you get through the last 60 seconds of that movie, and it really takes your breath away and sends a chill down your spine. I mean, it's an exceptionally well-crafted flick. It really was. But you know what else? Having seen that movie now, it really, for me, puts into sharp contrast just what a crappy movie Barbie was. Do you know what I mean? You know, like if you have a, if you have a Da Vinci hanging on the wall or a Monet or whatever, and you put a paint-by-number kit thing on, uh, you know, right next to it, there's a real difference. Barbie sucked, man. And I, was wa- I did watch the Screen Actors Guild thing on Saturday night, and that America chick had to get up and start, you know, r- rambling about the revolution in women's rights that Barbie has brought along. That Barbie just, it, James, it changed the freaking world. Did you know that? Freaking Barbie changed the freaking world, man. Misogynist me didn't go see it, so I, you know, I obviously hate women. Of course you do. That's why, especially I'm... the plastic kind. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Well, then again, I'm just saying it was a really stupid movie, and now I hate that movie even more that I've seen because I've seen Oppenheimer, which was an exceptional piece of cinema. Just I said cinema. Mm-hmm. Well, you you act in <laughs> movies now. Right. I call it cinema now, James. So what do you think about this idea, showing high school kids, I don't think they'll do this, but what? Schindler's List and then Oppenheimer? Yeah, absolutely. I know. That sounds like oh, a great well, idea. When you and I grew up, they did stuff like that all the time. We, in history class, We and now they were not nearly as good you know, as far as the movies, but you'd watch The Great Escape, Bridge in the River Kwai. So now, absolutely, you should show Schindler's List. Absolutely, you should show uh, Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Well, and the because I tell you what, it was the history was solid based upon what I've read about the Manhattan Project. And it's not a lot, but I mean, I felt the history was fairly solid because there wasn't any politics in the movie. The, the Oppenheimer, with the storyline they had to work with, had the opportunity. You could have preached the hell out of that movie. You could have had all kinds of monologues from actors who are like, you know, talking about climate change or whatever, however you want to infer that. And there was none of it. I, I thought it was actually a very balanced movie that really just wanted to get as close to the truth of what happened as possible without an agenda. That's what I was really kind of surprised with. I was kind of kind of bracing for some preachiness, and it really wasn't there. Like it, it let the story tell the story, if that makes sense. So preachy like uh, what mankind can do to each other and right. stuff like that. It, it accomplished all of that in the last 60 seconds visually and with the last line of dialogue. Because had there been any liberal pukeism, and you're dealing with the Communist Party in America pre-World War II, 
and post-World War II McCarthyism. Uh, so they could have done a lot of pro-communist preaching in this movie, and that there was none of that, uh, which I also appreciated. But yeah, you sit through Oppenheimer and you realize what a piece of crap Barbie truly is, man. Also, like, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, the actress, the Native American actress from Killers of the Flower Moon. She won a SAG award on Saturday night. And I, watching Oppenheimer, I also realized what a horrible movie that was. <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon, I think people thought it should be good because of Scorsese, and it wasn't. It really was kind of a dumb movie the more I think about it. I mean, you got a 50-year-old dude playing a doughboy, you know, <laughs> fresh out of World War One. You want to run that by me again? Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon were both three-hour movies. I felt every 60 seconds of Killers of the Flower Moon. That movie couldn't end, end, end soon. I think I actually had a birthday while that movie was going on. Like, I was, I was 55 when the movie started, and I was 56 when it was over, you know? Felt every moment of the length of that movie. Oppenheimer? No, baby, it just zips on by. And I just really can't. I, I, it's, been, it's been so rare over the past few years for me to gush about a movie because most of them suck. Uh, but Oppenheimer, yeah, baby, it, if you have not seen it yet, I know I'm a little late to the game here. And that's one you got to watch. If you, I'm going to watch that again a few few more times to pick up some of those stuff that perhaps I missed. But really loved the movie. It was really, really good. And I'm serious. When I say every role, no matter how minor, was, was populated by an exceptional actor, that's the truth. They didn't have any mediocre actors or people just shoved in there for any reason. It was an amazing cast. Uh, Gary Oldman as Truman, and it was just one scene. Uh, was brilliant. Uh, but yeah, listening to all the gushing about Barbie on Saturday night at the SAG Awards and then watching Oppenheimer, I'm like, holy crap, did you see the same damn movie I did? Barbie was stupid. It was stupid. It was a movie about dolls. So anyway, I give it a big thumbs up if you want to check it out before the Oscars roll around, which I think uh, I think that's sometime next month, I believe. Also, as I mentioned earlier, it was the first time an award show was streamed live. It was on Netflix. Uh, I really like that. I, I there was a couple of things I liked about the SAG Awards on Saturday night. First. There really wasn't a lot of politics, except for, you know, when What's-Her-Name got up and ran her mouth about freaking Barbie and the revolution it's brought to women's lives all around the globe. Barbara, uh, Barbara Streisand, who ordinarily, her politics I can't stomach, she's as liberal as the day is long and not very smart about it. She got a, a, a Lifetime Achievement Award, and and she talked for quite a while and I thought the speech she gave was wonderful, was uh, was really very cool. Talking about growing up in the film or, you know, being in the film industry as long as she has. and uh, So, you know, I, I like that idea of putting that stuff on streaming because they can cuss. There's no commercials. I think I was telling James this off air. I think they've gotten the hint with the tanking ratings of all the uh, all the other award shows that the politics, the political preaching really doesn't work for them. Very little of that Saturday night. 
but again, uh, Oppenheimer sat through it yesterday, and uh, very, very good movie. If you have not seen it yet, you will not be disappointed. I want to see people making more movies like that. <laughs> I'm a big old comic book fan. I love the Marvel run, man. I I, I loved all the Avengers movies. Uh, I was a big old fan. I thought they were exceptional movies. I thought the acting in those movies and the writing was was phenomenal. But I'm a little marveled out. I, I, I like looking at movies I, I'm discovering that involve people who can't fly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Who don't have a superpower. This movie was populated by very ordinary people and some extraordinary ones. But, you know, nobody could shoot laser beams out of their eyes or change the time-space continuum. And I was fine with that as well. More movies like that. All right. Back at James. Thanks to Elaine and... Trey, my good brother Don Morgan. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.